Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Jemima Ashley. Hi, Jemima. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so wrapped to be here. I'm excited too. And uh, I want you to just start by telling us what you do, Jemima. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a couple of different businesses, um, but I'm most well known for my, um, I'm a keynote speaker, I'm a best-selling author, and I'm the founder of the Visibility Lab. So the Visibility Lab is a sort of one-stop shop for people to learn how to do, get their own visibility, get massive exposure, get seen in the media, win awards, and um, connect with your ideal client in a really, really authentic way. Yeah, I saw your award-winning media, you know, um, guru, and that's that's awesome. Congratulations! There's lots of accolades um, behind your name, behind your name, and discussed at your site. JemimaAshley.com. And you mentioned the visibility lab. So this is like your keystone, like capstone, um, your big project. Yeah, this is everything that I learned. It was like five years. I've taken everything that I learned running podcasts and and how to win awards and how to get seen and how to get featured in, you know, really pinnacle magazines, founder, entrepreneur, um, and really just put that into one program that people can follow and really give them like step-by-step process. Like this is how you get seen. This is how you get featured. This is how you win awards. Um, and it's not the same for everybody. So what you, awards you need aren't necessarily the same awards for me. So it's really kind of a bespoke service, but it teaches you how to, t- how to do that in real time. And I think particularly women, we don't like stepping into the spotlight. We have a real hard time with this idea of like, I'm getting seen and I'm being visible and people can see me right now and I'm going to go on stage and do these things. Right. And really, we owe it to ourselves and to the women around us to be taking ownership of that because a lot of the dudes in my life, I love them dearly, but they're doing mediocre stuff and they're winning awards for it and ladies deserve it. We, yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot of hot women out there that definitely deserve a pat on the back. So um, you mentioned that you've been doing, you know, you kind of, the visibility lab is your baby after lessons learned for five years. So tell me before that, like, what were you doing before you became, um, you know, the Jemima? <laughs> oh, uh, Taylor's oldest time. I was in law enforcement. Um, I was an analyst. That's not as old as time. That's actually kind of unexpected. So law enforcement, usually I'm hearing corporate. Tell me more. Usually. Yeah, (laughs) usually not me. Um, And then I I started a little kind of jewelry business. I was in New York City and I met a silversmith and I didn't know what he was doing, but I immediately knew this was something I needed to do. Like I stalked this poor guy through this window (laughs) for weeks. Like, what are you doing? I need to be able to do it. And so I I went in and he taught me how to make jewelry. Um, and I was like, I need to do this as a career. Like, this is the thing I need to do. And I came back to Australia. I was still working in law enforcement and I was working really, really hard. 
um, to try to make both work. And I ended up starting this massive jewelry business that exploded in the sort of six figures. And I learned a lot about business. So I started this podcast. And this was kind of at the time when a lot of people were sort of beginning podcasts, but it wasn't like everyone had a podcast. Sure, point. yeah. Um, that podcast immediately outgrew us. We became the number three most downloaded podcast in Australia. We were featured in magazines outside of, like immediately we had no idea what we were doing. Like we had 10,000 downloads on our first episode. That shouldn't happen, right? Like it was pretty crazy. <laughs> Especially when you um, think you don't and know what like, you're doing. We were, no, we had no idea. Like we Googled how to start a podcast. And I think this is the the beautiful thing for me is I had to learn very quickly how to to be in that spotlight. And then at that point, law enforcement's like, you can't have a profile and do this job. And I was like, I'm taking the profile, y'all. I'm out of here. <laughs> so I jumped ship. Um, and which was really incredible and really took the lessons learned of, you know, what it's like to be in the spotlight and what it's like to step into that and how uncomfortable that can be. And then, you know, from that really follow just the journey so people were listening to the podcast or like can you come and speak at this event hey can you write a book I was like sure look I've <laughs> done this podcast and I had no idea what I was doing and I think it's the visibility lab um really because of that authentic journey and that that realness of we literally googled how to start a podcast mm-hmm. and people really understand that and I think relate to it too I see. So what so you mentioned a couple turning points. I mean, one, you got a little big for your britches. So law enforcement said, Hey, <laughs> you gotta, um, you gotta make a choice. And so choosing is yeah. a turning point. Um, but what are some other turning points in your journey where you just, um, kind of kept getting that confirmation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah, I think the first one really was, um, the first really big eye-opening one with, what what happens eventually and people stop telling you is when you build a profile eventually people stop asking for permission and they just run a story on you or they run something about you but yeah which was is a little it takes some getting used to I'm still getting used to sometimes opening up things I'm like oh my photo's there that's interesting (laughs) um but one of the ones that really kind of threw me was getting on a flight um it just a, and it was an Australian local uh, into into it was national flight. Right. Jumped on this flight and thought I'm going to listen to podcasts for the three hour flight, and my podcast was on there. <laughs> and it was this kind of real kind of defining defining moment of you know when you have something that that grows like that, you actually don't control it anymore. Mm. It becomes sort of massive in that way. But um, that was kind of a big moment for me. And sort of the first award that I was given was another one. It was like, oh, we don't even have to go through a process. Here you go. Here's an award. I was like, wow, this is this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a little bit surprising. It still takes a while to get around. But yeah. Um, but there, there were yeah. really the confirmation moments of, okay, what we're doing is landing. What I'm doing is meaning something to people and it's actually helping. Yeah. You mentioned your podcast and your book both, but didn't give us the titles. So why don't you share that too? So people can check you out. Oh, so, uh, the business experiment is the podcast that is, um, available on most streaming platforms. Um, and the book is position me. So how to position yourself as an expert lessons from an, an accidental entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that's how you see yourself accidental, but just doing what you love. I mean, is that your secret? I think the secret is ha- definitely doing what you love, but just following the journey. It wouldn't. When I started a jewelry business, I didn't think 
that within 12 months I'd be, you know, on stages around the world. I never thought that I would be running a special best-selling book or I'd be, you know, like meeting Gary Vee and him be like, oh, I know who you are. Cool. Yeah. Because that moment is so weird and great. Um, but it's that, it's that real moment of like, oh, I, I did follow this journey and it has been. So I think it's about, and also patience, mm-hmm. but knowing, you know, there's this, this, we've all heard the same room wasn't built in a day. Right. But we fail to talk about that every day bricks were being laid. Oh, what a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day, but there were being bricks laid every day. I like that. I'm going to have to write that down. So you're, you know, you're putting in the work every day. Um, But it sounds to me like these meetings and these awards, those aren't your why. So tell me about the why behind your business. Yeah. So my why is very simple. Um, That the World Health Organization in 2020, uh, 2020 and 2019 both had the same statistics. 97% 97% of female-led startups fail in the first five years. Mm. Um, that is twice the rate of our male counterparts. And for me, unacceptable. I don't know about you, but I'm very pro-women because I don't know one woman that isn't killing it in business mm-hmm. or has the real potential to kill it in business. Sure. So I just think the numbers weren't fair. And the obstacles that we had were just so different to those of our male counterparts. So those are things like we had to pick up our children. We're doing 80% of all the housework. We're doing 80% of the grocery purchasing. We are doing almost 95% of all laundry duties in the house. So we, once you take away like the unpaid stuff that we're doing and we have full-time jobs, something's got to give and it's always going to be the business. Sure. So for me, it's about giving women the right tools in the right time in the right order. Often we see the research tells us, because I'm a bit of a nerd, a bit of an academic person for those who are watching the video, um, the the um, the research tells us that women try very ad hoc approaches rather than step-by-step process. We try like, I'll just try the Instagram course. I'll just try sure. this over here rather than I need to get my why sorted. I need to listen to Simon Sinek's start with why. I need to then figure out who my ideal client is. We try to build the house without having laid the foundation. And that's where we're seeing these businesses fall down. Right. And it, hence the real reason behind the visibility lab and some other different um, work that you do. I saw on your blog, I mean, you're preaching self-care over there. I know that's the first thing to go when we're trying to run a business and run a house. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was, that was good. I actually enjoyed your other blog too, about the lessons you learned the last 12 months for your birthday. Um, some great things in there. Take care of yourself. Um, I just finished getting my 10,000 steps in right before our call. Um, and I do think that 10,000 steps a day is uh, definitely, it's an aspirational goal for me right now. But um, so take a caring of yourself and take care of your business. Um, I'm guessing, and it maybe you can confirm for me um, in the answer to this question, you know, what does being a thought leader mean to you? I think it's around earning your belief of your why. So let me just unpack that a little because yeah, that so sounds little. a little <laughs> So my why is around women. My why is around um, that I think women are, are killing it and we aren't owning it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about this statement is that it's actually factually so true when you do the research into it. And that became like, for me, that was the sort of thought leader. I was like looking at who was speaking about women and what I found about a lot of female entrepreneurs who are out there and really preaching this message is it became we actually um found that we sanitized a lot of the stuff we were talking about like it became about the kids and it became about how to be a good wife and it became oh I have this soft business like rather than 
I'm being very strategic. I'm being very hardcore. I'm being very alpha here. I'm making huge decisions. I'm making strategic moves. Um, And when we did things like that, we were being labeled bitches and we were being labeled as, oh, um, you know, it's not, it's conniving. It's not strategic. It's manipulative. It's not like business focused. Right. There was a bit of like, we have this bit of a double standard. And for me, you know, where the thought leadership come in for me was being able to name that really clearly and identifying this was the problem. Yeah. That, those so are some... It is very... Go ahead. Oh, it's just, uh, it's such a powerful thing when you can recognize the gap and able to, and want to take in that. So I had to bring my why into it mm-hmm. to go, okay, well, my why is about women. I'm like, I'm happy to own this, this discussion and to, to take this thought leadership and, to really run with that because I was very comfortable with like, I don't mind if you call me names for this. I've been called a crazy feminist. I'm good with that. <laughs> me being a feminist just means I want equality. It's not pie. I'm not trying to take more from you than anything else. I just want the equal opportunity for women. Yeah. That's it. Just want my slice for sure. Um, I find it interesting and I'll have to dig into it more personally, but um, the fact that the business stat of women, um, you know, not performing as well, it came out of the world health organization you know, and that connection between them yeah. thinking about health and then thinking about women business owners. Um, that's just uh, something that I, I heard when you were talking about is that, yeah, I need to dig into that a little bit more. Um, let me ask you about a book. So um, you mentioned, you know, we, we both mentioned the, the, um, the Simon Sinek book, but is there any other book that you'd like to recommend to our audience that impacts your work or your life for, mat- for that matter? So many. Yeah. How much time do we have here? Like there's so many. So um, I think if you want to talk about like authentic, you want to talk about how to be a good entrepreneur, Atomic Habits, you can't go past that. That I think it's so important building. Like I was talking about the 10,000 steps earlier. I have a a Samsung watch for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that reason is I need it to be kind of a Fitbit for me (laughs) to remind me I'm going to go for a walk now. Yo, let's go for a stroll. Um, Because if I don't have that, I'm not going to do it. So knowing, you know, I carry a one liter water bottle, um, which is almost a gallon, I guess. Uh, probably not. My math isn't great on the <laughs> not, conversion. Not here, technically, but, but close. <laughs> yeah, you got the idea. Um, you know, I carry this around because I know what, that I don't drink enough water. So having atomic habits, because I think business is just habits. And, you know, if you do if you do 10 hours day a day at work and I do 11, by the end of the year, I've done 300 more hours than you. Who's going to be ahead in business? Like this is a numbers game through and through. So um, Atomic Habits, firstly, uh, anything by Gary Vee, I think is incredibly um, practical and implementable really, really quickly. So he just sort of talks about these things. Um, start a social media campaign. Don't overthink this. And I think that's also something we get really caught into as well. Yeah. Um, and for our work yeah. week. You know, we aren't meant to just work for your entire life and then retire at 60. Retirement is seen as like your goal in years. And it's like, well, actually, it's just meant that you shouldn't, you probably can't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great book that's been mentioned before. And I just want to circle back to the atomic habits because it goes so well with that saying that you said at the beginning, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but there were being bricks being laid every day. So if people want to know what atomic habits is, it's about that. It's about building those habits and making that micro um, movement every day. And then eventually, you know, it's kind of like the tortoise and the hare story. Yeah. 
it's the, you know, if you skip, and the best way to explain this to someone um, is, I'm going to use the example of teeth, is if you don't brush your teeth, like you're like, I'm so tired, I just can't tonight. There is, your dentist like in four weeks time is not going to be like, you didn't brush your teeth four weeks ago. They're never going to know, right? Right. But if you skip that every other day, there are consequences to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Great example. People are going to know. Like <laughs> you're going to have issues. You're going to start to have, um, you know, you're going to have real issues happening. And this is the same as like going for one walk or eating like one day of healthy food isn't going to change everything. But if you do that every day mm-hmm. and you go for the 10,000 steps and you walk every day and you meditate every day, one time is nothing. It's this ongoing habit of doing the one thing and, these take time and these take hours of your day if you're going to do these correctly. And the trick is to build them in in a practical, a practical way. And women often say, "I just don't have time." Right. Right. Make it. And that yeah. can be losing an hour of sleep. That means maybe you don't watch Netflix for this amount of time. Maybe that's all <laughs> about choices. Oh, and we've all you know we've all fallen into that trap. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, like, oh, I'm on episode fifty-three. How did this happen? <laughs> Right. So um, Jemima, I know that um, people want to hear more from you and you mentioned that your podcast is a business experiment, but tell people where they can find you. And uh, yeah, best place to find me is uh, at JemimaAshley.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those fun things. Yeah. Everything Jemima Ashley. I saw that pretty much. Um, (laughs) Yeah. One of the perks of having a unique name, I guess, is that uh, no one else took it. If I was like, Chris Smith, we might have some issues. Yeah, well, that's great. JemimaAshley.com. Thanks for your time today and thanks for your thoughts too. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Have a great night. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag thought leaders to watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.